Welcome to episode 97 of Cowboy Ship, presented by Circle 4 Ranch Water and Circle 4 Sweet Water. Check them out at ranchwater.ca. And Wacy, who's our other partner right now? <laughs> Support for Cowboy Ship is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below the waist grooming. And they're the champions of the world in that area. I always mess that line up. <laughs> Manscaped offers precision engineered tools for your family jewels. They just launched their fourth generation trimmer, the Lawnmower 4.0. Ted and I both have one of those. And let me tell you, my nut trimming confidence has been sky high. <laughs> Feels like I'm wearing nothing at all. Feels like I'm wearing nothing at all. I used to be hesitant with my ball trimmer, but now I just go dive in head first. I don't even hesitate. I just make it happen. And you can join us and over 2 million men worldwide who are part of the Manscaped movement with this exclusive offer from us to you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping using the code HUGEBUSH at manscaped.com. And for those wondering, no, this is not a drill. That huge bush is an actual promo code and Manscaped is an actual company, an actual nut trimming company. And they have a hell of a product. Like I'll like, yeah. they're, it's, they're not, it's not a joke though. It's funny. Some of the guys on the weekend are like, is that, <laughs> is that actually like an actual thing? We're like, yeah, <laughs> it's legit. Man. It's a real, it's Speaking a real of promo the weekend. Code. What a time. First off though, we got to talk about some sweet water. Newest product from Ranch Water. Have you guys had the sweet water? I haven't had a chance yeah. to try it yet. It looks yeah, good. Courtney, uh, Courtney was at Pollockville, and uh, there was this random knock on the announcer door, like the mm-hmm. announcer stand door at Pollockville, and Brett Gardner threw me a, a package in a ra- in like a brown paper bag that was like all wrapped up really nice. It was like a gift. It was like somebody was oh, giving nice. me a gift in in Pollockville, <laughs> and I, and I was like, what in the heck is this? And, uh, and I opened, I had to open it up immediately. Like it was like, like six forty-five before the perf. And I was like, what is going on? So I checked it out and yeah, Courtney hooked us up. We had a nice box of ranch water and, uh, nice. ranch water and sweet water. So yeah, storm, storm tried one out on the way home after the perf. She was, she was really thirsty after the, after Pollockville and she checked it out. But yeah, I got to thank Courtney for, for hooking That's us excellent. up. And then the and next they're, day, great, they're great people. They've been, they've been awesome to work with. So shout out to them again. Well, and for those that don't know, Courtney's Courtney's partner uh, partner in crime is Aaron Gibb as well, who's former professional bull rider. So, kind of ties it back. Small world, yeah, well, small right? world. So we were we were actually uh, Storm and I were on the way back from, uh, oh, where was it? From uh, her probably probably Herbert, and we saw Gibb at the uh, Flamin Rentals. We were stopped there to oh, see wow. a Montana count on the way back from something. I saw him. He's like, yeah. Turns out we're doing that uh, that ranch water stuff. That's us. I'm like, no way, really. So we had a good little bit bullshit. He had a bunch of big water tanks on a flamin' rental trailer. It was kind of uh, some ranch water tanks. Yeah, some, some ranch <laughs> water tanks. <laughs> he was dropping off the flat, but he's like, yeah, we we're just bottling, canning a bunch of it. So that was that was a couple months ago now. Before it really seems like it really really took off. But mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but uh, anyways, yeah. After the long weekend, I had a pretty long long August long weekend. Made a lot of miles. Made it up to Keg River and back for Grandma's birthday. And, You're all over the place. Uh, Strathmore, Pollockville. Yeah. We didn't get home till about three 30 in the morning after Pollockville. I got a few hours of sleep after the birthday and flew back to Strathmore. Made it down for the perf. Uh, hell of a rodeo in Strathmore. Hell of a bronc riding in Pollockville. How about, how about that? They, yeah, man. And how about two 95 plus point rides in the same night? You had uh, the 97 and three quarters from Jose Vitor Leme and Tulsa, Oklahoma. A lot of magic happens in Tulsa, but huge, huge 97 and three quarters. And you had Dawson Hay up here in Pollockville at the Hardgrass Bronx match, 95 points on the Stampede Horse Wilds Cherry. So that's a special arena, a Pollockville Arena. They ride a Man, lot of rank buck horses there. You know, like 
I guess I don't want to say you, but I knew it was a good and very special ride when there was random people in the stands in Pollockville getting up to high five Dawson after his ride. And the people were excited and cheering very mm. loudly. Like Pollockville is one of the most educated crowds probably in the business, right? Mm-hmm. That's what's so, the heart of like, like the ranching. Like there's a lot yeah. of farm and ranch agriculture of Alberta is kind yeah. of in that area, right? So, so when when those folks that know rodeo and know bronc riding when they're standing up cheering, that's how I knew that it was a special. Because oh, well, those are the people who are usually most critical of that side of things, yeah, 100%, right? 100%. Yeah, yeah. So it's good to see it's good to see someone get rewarded for a good ride the the proper way. The same goes for Jose. Like it's about time that record's been broken, and oh, that's yeah. that's the best ride. Well, and it's it's lucky that he rode him again because I think they actually missed the mark at the world finals. I think it so. Wasn't higher. So I think yeah. this was kind of a little bit of retribution. And I'm curious to know if it was the same judges. I didn't find that out, but yeah. But anyways, it was. Yeah, uh, it's 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 pretty. It's a cool season that uh, that uh, Jose's putting together too, because uh, like the, he has 14 or 16 90 point rides already 16. this year. Yeah, yeah. and, and Cody Hart August. had the most. I, yeah. I had the most, and he got, it took a whole season for him to get that. Yeah, so, right. And we still have a long. That's ways a pretty to go. cool stat. Yeah, it's gonna be great to see what he can do, man. He's he's quite the athlete, that guy. Quite impressive. Quite impressive. So yeah, Josie Vitor Lemmy rides Whoopa 97 and three quarters in Tulsa. Same bully was 95 and three quarters on at the world mm-hmm. finals to solidify and you know cinch up his first world title. Well, hopefully that opens the door for more of that stuff to happen. Like to push that limit and you know, like see more of those higher scores when they're deserved. Like there's been so many rides over the past few years that didn't even come close to it. Even I remember when JB Mooney wrote Pearl Harbor. And that was like one of the rankest yeah. rides I've ever seen. And like how that doesn't compete with that record number. Like that doesn't, doesn't make sense to me, but hopefully this kind of, and even the same goes for the rodeo side of things. Hopefully that door gets open more for them to push that limit of rewarding these guys for riding these, these top animals. The animals are getting so good nowadays when these guys make good rides on them. It's uh, it should be rewarded for the work. Yeah. hundred percent. I agree. Wace. I, uh, I was glad to see it. I got to say that when I saw that we were on the way back from Pollockville and, and storm had it dialed up on a phone so we could watch it. And we, uh, she was like, "Holy shit, this looks like an animation." She thought it wasn't even <laughs> didn't even look real. It was just so, yeah. so intense, so uh, such a bull ride. It was wild. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. so uh, yeah, huge to see. What else I've written down here? Uh, okay, man, I got a story for you too. So we were, we were, uh, it was stampede time, and I forgot to tell it in the last show, but we were finished up to stampede in Calgary, and the first day afterwards, it was Monday. We we're pretty tired out. I don't think we really stayed up on Sunday night this year. We just Mm-mm. went back to bed. It was just enough work to just get through it this time. But we go out the front door, and Gator look Gator's with me. We I think we we're going to get a car of his or something. Or no, we we're going to try and find his lamb that was at the Agri and the Nutrient <laughs> Center. Gator had some random fucking lamb meat <laughs> trying to track down that, that somebody gave him at the Stampede. The ever ever ongoing Gator adventures. Yeah, the adventures of Gator. So he was trying to find his lamb and. We get out in the thing and, and Gator's like, wait, is that your truck with the cowboy shit sticker right there? And I was like, no. And I looked at it and I was like, holy shit, there's a cowboy shit sticker. This is like actually one of the first times that I'd seen cowboy shit in the wild. Mm-hmm. I haven't been out a lot lately, right? And mm-hmm. Stampede was kind of the, one of the first places that we were really out again. And I've heard other people say that they'd, they'd found them in like, wait, you had a couple instances where you'd seen it and specifically on some certain social media, <laughs> some social media apps, some social media apps that may or may not involve swiping. So, uh, so you had seen it a bit, but I still hadn't seen it. So we, yeah, we get out the freaking driveway on the first day and I look over, there's this cowboy shit thing. And then on the dash, there's two hats. And I was like, Holy shit, this is the coolest thing. It's like literally the house across the street and one over from where everything happens from the, from HQ. And, and yeah. 
So the girl's name is Heather Birchnell. And I, I go out the window. I was like, hey, is that your hat? And, uh, or hey, is that your truck? And she's like, yeah. And I was like, wait, are you Ted? And I'm like, yeah, hey, <laughs> who are you? <laughs> nice to meet you. And I was like, this is Cowboy, this is our stuff, like right here. Like we're, HQ is literally that blue house right there. So we had a good it's little wild. chat. And I said, thanks, appreciate it. Top and, fan. Yeah, so I got, a, I, owe, uh, I owe Heather uh, a, uh, a letter one of these days. But that was, I, I thought it was a fun story. I had it's to, cool, had to, it's cool to see, man. I saw a lot of it like in TP Creek and stuff. And it's just so cool to see people repping it and supporting it. So yeah, a ton of support out of there with, with Keddie's. Keddie's has been a huge support in the, in the peace country and everywhere in Northwestern Alberta. Mm-hmm. So appreciate, appreciate Keddie's for supporting us up that way. And, and uh, appreciate TP Creek for having us. Strathmore, hell of a crowd, hell of a rodeo this year. Like, it's rodeo time again, man. Donnie, yeah, Donnie Joe told me he sent me a picture of their their beer trailer afterwards, and their beer trailer was decimated after Friday. It had their best crowd ever for Friday. Wow. And they literally had like six cases of Coors Original left, and like a few cans of of uh, maybe I don't think it was Bud Light because I think Bud Bud Light's not a Coors product, right? No, it's not. No, might have so been like, like Pilsner or something. Something. It was something else in a blue. I think it was a blue box or I don't know what it was. But anyways. They, Donnie told me that there was no Coors Light within 50 miles of Strathmore by the end of the rodeo because they went. <laughs> wow. Tried, they went and stole it all. To, cleaned it out. Yeah. To cleaned everybody out to get to get enough. And that's enough crazy. Coors Light. So people but, well, are getting back out on the town. Yeah, and one of the most interactive crowds too. Like I could have done a sing along like every three minutes. People were really. Oh really? Yeah, they're really engaged that way. It was really cool. So I I gotta sh- throw a sh- shout out to Donnie Joe, and uh, and Sandy and Steph and. And the whole crew, uh, Ryan Schmidt, everybody at, uh, at Strathmore, at the Strathmore Stampede, guys put on a hell of a show. I'm glad that glad that uh, went well, and glad that Pollockville went well. Um, what else? We took this last weekend off, but I mean, it was. I'm in, and then, and just for the record, I'm in Montana right now in Billings. <laughs> yeah. Uh, last the Thursday, the the border kind of opened up enough to where uh, I talked to my sales manager down here with Montana Silversmiths, Jade. And I was like, "Hey, Jade, looks like I can come down now." So he's like, "Hey, well, get on it, get it booked. We'll see you mo- see you Monday if you if you can make it." So I got flights booked, and uh, yeah, slept for a couple hours last night after getting home from the party, depressing. And uh, here we are in Billings. I'm a little tired, but uh, I guess we got better the get to our Monday anxiety. Yeah, two days later. But um, anyways, thanks to uh, our sponsors once again, Manscaped. Check it out, manscaped.com. Huge Bush is a real promo code and check it out ranchwater.ca. Get your ranch water and sweet water. Check out where to find it all. This is episode 97 of Cowboy Shit. We'll be back right after it. All right. Our next guest is the 2021 National High School Breakaway Roping Champion of the World from Wardlow, Alberta, Kendall Pearson. Welcome to the Cowboy Ship Podcast. How's it going? Good. How are you guys? We're surviving. <laughs> we're barely, we're barely scraping by. We're, barely scraping okay. by. we're alive. We're, we're alive and kicking. We're, so, so you're coming to us from, uh, from Wardlow, Kendall. And that's where you guys are from. I was actually, I think I, we drove by your house the other day when I was fishing with Keenan and, uh, and the, the Rowan kids. So we yeah, got to, probably would have definitely. <laughs> yeah. I'd never been that way before. And, and he was like, well, that's Bruce Pearson's house. That's where they're all from. So we went, I think we went too far. We had to circle back on the gravel and go back to the, 
to the Yule the Yule Ranch to find where we. Where Keen, we Keen didn't know a secret spot that well. No, I, <laughs> yeah. I, I still did not catch a fish. But anyways, anyways, right tell on. us how it's going. What's it like to be the world champ? Yeah, yeah, it's great. Honestly, like it's just an unbelievable feeling, and I uh, don't even know how to explain it right now. Even and still on a high, so. Well, you've got yourself in some impressive company now. You're one of, I think, one of only four people from Canada to win a national title at that level. Like you're, and first one in a while. So, how, what's what was the what was the week like? Talk about it. It's, a lot of people just get to the short round and don't really get to that next level, and you kind of find a way found a way to elevate. Yeah, so it was an awesome week. Um, so I made it in the breakaway and the goat tying. So my first my first round in my breakaway, I kind of drew one that stepped left and. So I just got took three swings and got it roped. And then the second one, I just had the game plan of just go get go rope another one and go fast. And yeah, like my third one, my mentality was kind of I talked to dad before and he's like, well, um, there, you got nothing to lose here. Like, so just go make the best run you can on the calf and make the last two girls chase you. So I just went as fast as I could. So you were here third place heading into the short round. Yeah, I was. So two other girls had rope right after me. So how did you how did you feel during that day leading into your run? I remember like when I at the CCA finals, I had to stay on the Saturday night to win, and I was the most nervous I've ever been in my whole life. I wanted to puke the whole day. <laughs> yeah, that day honestly, I was just I watched the first because the last go of the of the rounds went. So I watched, watched the last go in the morning, and then the day I just kind of hung out with my friends and didn't try to overthink anything. And uh, going into like the breakaway, I didn't watch any girls before me. I did, honestly didn't even know what I had to be. I was just going with the game plan of go fast and it's going to all play out how it is. So I didn't even know, like wasn't nervous. I just uh, took it as it was another rodeo run and made the best run I could. So yeah, like honestly, I was more nervous after I made my run. I started <laughs> shaking. Yeah. And did you, did you know at that, after that moment that you had a good chance to win it or that you had a really good opportunity there? Or was it kind of, you had to wait and see? Well, I had to watch the last two girls and I knew I kind of put myself in a good position where the other girls were going to have to push the, the line and try to get it, rope them pretty fast. So I, I knew I had an opportunity. It's just, I had to wait out the last two girls. And what was it like when you knew you won? What was, what was going through your mind? <laughs> uh I, it was just shock honestly I, one of my best friends Kyla came running up to me and she just said I was just like in shock and my face was just like white and just kind of unbelievable that I actually did it what so what happens next after you win I I remember being at the high school finals and I didn't even make it past into the shoot gate really so I didn't make the short <laughs> round <laughs> what happens when you win so after like I got off my horse, I loosened them off and this girl came up to me and she's like, Oh, we got to go get you an interview. So literally my, ho my ho friend took my horse, didn't know where he went. I went with this girl, got an interview, uh, with them. Then the, another person took me on a golf cart. We had to go get pictures for the semi truck trailer and stuff that's going. So we had to go get a uh, shirt change, go get pictures. And then, you're just kind of running around doing whatever they kind of told you. And uh, so they took me back on the golf cart after I actually got to watch another one of my good friends chase in the short goal. He was a high call in the steer wrestling. So we made it back just for that. And then they took you on a golf cart to the awards after again. And, and, and I remember, I remember the high school finals being a huge event for, <clears throat> for a couple different sponsorship pieces where it was like maybe a, 
you got like a cinch or a Wrangler sponsorship for the year when you won the nationals. And there was like a whole bunch of, like a whole bunch of awards and, and uh, prizes that were pretty unbelievable compared to a lot of things. Yeah, it, there was a lot. Definitely, like, we're, we're all grateful for the high school rodeo and all everyone's sponsors. Like, they went above and beyond to get make sure that all of us kids had, like, all the world champions and everyone in the rounds. Like, they, they give out awards to the 10th place, and they're all great. But, yeah, so Cinch gave a year supply of jeans and shirts, and you got a Yeti and a saddle and a buckle and a jacket. And I got some scholarship money and like, yeah, just, it's crazy how much stuff that Dang. high school rodeo is able to get for through sponsorships. Oh, wow. And, and like, honestly, that's one of the bigger titles in the whole business. And that opens up a lot of doors for, for, to go to the next places. Right. Doesn't it? Because you, you know, as that high school finals champion, I know in some cases you have a couple invites to a few different places or a couple different things. And it, it's, it's huge, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It's just, it's definitely, you're getting to yeah open lots of doors and having opportunities now that people, some people like you didn't have before. So it definitely has opened a lot of doors and um, yeah, so it's pretty sweet. Is that going to change your approach moving forward now? Do you have kind of a more of a game plan? That you're going to go rodeo a bit harder now this summer that you kind of got the ball rolling that way, or are you kind of just going to keep with the, this, the current game plan? Uh, yeah. So my current game plan was already just to go to all the Canadian pro rodeos and breakaway rope at all them. And then I'm going to also high school rodeo. So my game plan was the same. I was going to do that no matter what. So it just kind of, I wanted to rodeo hard already this year more. So no, kind of the same game plan, but yeah, definitely going and pushing, trying to go as much as I can this summer. Do you get an American qualifier spot through this? Uh, yeah, you get a junior American qualifier. Oh, okay, spot. okay. We know yeah. we haven't looked into the American yet. We've been trying to figure that out, but yeah, we're pretty sure there was a junior American spot awarded for it. Right on. Um, so then, so do you, so this, this season was like, <laughs> I'm at, my brain's not working properly today. Um, I, was in a I had two, I had two different questions. I was, I was trying to ask there at one time. <laughs> so, okay. I got I got to separate my mind now. So this, like this season was an anomaly too. Like with all the COVID stuff was the path to the national finals. Was it a bit more difficult than it would be in past years or was it a bit easier? How, how was that? Uh, no. So it was about the same, like, uh, kind of like getting down there was harder, but like throughout our rodeos through the Springs, like through the spring, it was good. We still got to rodeo. We had like some restrictions where like people couldn't come watch and you had to wear masks in the arena and stuff, but we still got to rodeo and it was still full bore. Like every weekend we got to go and we had a good finals at olds. And so all that didn't change. It was just more getting down. There was a little tougher, but uh, everyone got down there all safe and everything. So we were good. I was going to say, what was the process to get down there this time? I heard a lot of different stories about people having to fly down different ways. And then you got to fly, meet up with the rig and somebody was going this way. And it was quite the, uh, quite the logistical nightmare to get, get there. Yeah, it was crazy. There was a bunch of different ways, but we ended up, my mom drove down and me and my dad got on a flight to great falls and met my mom. So uh, yeah, there was a lot of different ways people got down, but yeah, you had to just f- figure out a way and just go with it and hope that it worked and our way worked. So it was, it was good. And then what, so you, uh, and Wacey was asking where it was. It was Des Moines, wasn't it? No, it was uh, Lincoln, Nebraska. Oh, Lincoln. Okay. Mm-hmm. So Lincoln, Nebraska. So then you drive from Great Falls to Lincoln. You got to get over to highway 83 somehow, don't you? And then yeah, go down I, that way. Honestly, to tell you the truth, um, my I didn't drive. I mostly slept <laughs> slept in the back seat. I was laying, watching movies or sleeping. So yeah, yeah. No, we uh, 
we stopped at a couple places on the jackpots on the way uh, to a couple jackpots on the way down as well. in uh, Buffalo, Wyoming and Cheyenne, Wyoming, we hit a couple on the way down. So we split the stops up and then went down, but yeah, honestly couldn't tell you which way I was sleeping or watching movies. <laughs> the Cheyenne was that, uh, prior to frontier days was that that event is that right or was i mixed up here no it was just a little um rodeo that they have just outside it's called hell on wheels that they went to they have it like every week and yeah so we went there we just ended up we just ended up working on the same day and just entered and went there just to go to some more places what what was it like uh for everybody getting down you said everybody made it all okay like nobody got stuck and then what was it like coming back did you have any trouble on the way back to canada too no, we were actually lucky. We, we got back and yeah, well, we had to get a COVID test and all that. And, uh, no, we, we got across the border pretty good, like just fine. So it was good. We were lucky, but so, and, and there was a couple people that had troubles, but nothing huge. Everyone got back home. Oh, that's good then. Wait, you got something so, there? Sorry. Yeah. So, yeah. So heading into the jump back to the finals quick. So heading into the event on the way down there, do you have a pretty good idea that you were going to go down there and do some damage? Where you kind well, of just like, take it as it comes. Yeah, I uh, honestly like I, I had it in my mind. It was a goal at the start of thing. I was gonna, I wanted to be the season leader in district two, and then I wanted to be a Alberta champ, and then I just wanted to go to nationals. And my my end goal, which everyone's is, is to be a world champ. But I was just taking it one round at a time and um, making the best ones I could, and it ended up working out in my favor. But yeah, it was just hoping I knew that I was on a level, like I was on my game and I was ready to rope like everything, like I was dialed in and I knew I had a chance if I roped like I could. What goes into your preparation process? Like do you practice every day? Do you just rope? Do you ride your horses? Like how does that, how does, what's your approach to the game? Yeah. So I, yeah, I practice every day and I, um, so I'll just like either run, I have two horses. So I practice, I run about four or five calves on each horse and I'll run one for me and I'll run mainly for my, my gray horse smoke. I mainly run practice calves just for him, like run him down, make sure he's good. And I'll run the odd one for me. And then I have a younger horse that going into the finals, I was roping just for me. I was going and taking my two swing shot or like taking my best shot every time. So I did a lot of practicing every single day. We um, also, I would just go ride smoke outside and just, um, keep them legged up, get them in shape and just uh, keep riding them. But yeah, mainly just practicing every day, getting into the game of how fast, like down there, you know, you have to be fast. And if you want to do good. So is there, is there anything you do outside the arena to keep uh, on like on the top of your game or is it kind of, you just, the, the practice is kind of your outside the arena thing. Yeah. Like, so we practice and then all, like I rope the dummy in the morning and night, every single day, just, just go out there and just, I got to rope it 10 times in a row. Perfect. Before I can stop both in the morning and night. And then also like, I, I do listen to some mental game um, podcasts and different, different from different, a bunch of different people and just listening to people that are successful (laughs) and what they do to prepare. So I just kind of listen to those kind of things and try to get my, my head in the same game as theirs. So you're probably saying that you weren't listening to our show. (laughs) 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 Which, which ones were you listening to Kendall? Honestly, I, um, 
I don't know exactly what they're called, but yeah, I honestly listen to a bunch of different ones. I, like find one episode from a bunch of different people or like I'll go on YouTube and just um, look up different ones and just kind of go and see which ones I like. Honestly, there's not one certain one that I no? like. What's one that you remember though? I'm curious if uh, we could look one up. They got to know what the champ does. We got to, we got to get this. <laughs> it's your formula. The rundown. Yeah, we need the oh, formula. I don't. I honestly do not remember what it's called. Um, uh, yeah, I honestly can't remember exactly what it's called right now, but uh, it's one that's to do with discipline and how people, like that's the number one people, how, what separates people is just discipline to be willing to work even when you're not up to it, like 100%. Like the person will stop and go practice a ride or stay up that extra hour in order to be above the next person where some people will sit and be like, Oh, I'm done for the day. It's like more, it's to do with discipline and like how people work. And is that go into you? Like what time of the day are you riding and practicing? Like, is this a, is this a first, like you're still in school too. You're in already yep. in one of the busiest times of your life and you're still managing to be successful in at a high level. So there's, there's a lot that goes to this. So tell about like, what's a day look like? Uh, so normally when I'm doing school, so I start at, 8 40 in the morning so normally i'll get up do chores i'll rope my dummy like my breakaway dummy my team rope and dummy what, what time do you get up at uh normally like some well probably around like 7 15 ish or seven o'clock yeah and yeah so i'll get up feed feed all my horses rope my dummies eat breakfast go to school then i normally have a break and then um i was riding young horses so i'd ride horse young horses and rope on them and uh we have a lane so i just go practice on that rope on them get them kind of started for my breakaway for about an hour then i'd go back to class and then i would come back after class do all my homework and then go uh and go practice with my dad and we'll be out we ride a bunch of horses like we'll saddle up seven or eight and we'll just go to practice all afternoon and working on horses working on roping and then um do all that and then uh, that's kind of our end of our day, but like, uh, yeah, go rope the dummies again and kind of finish up for the night, do just whatever we need to do after if dad needs some work or whatever. So it kind of just really depends on the day. And that you go to school online partially or in Wardlow or where do you go to school? Yeah. So I started online school, uh, last year. So yeah, I just do it all from my basement. Oh, okay. I was like that experience. Uh, I actually like it a lot other than not getting to see all my friends, but, uh, every weekend I get to go see them at rodeos anyway, but, um, no, I love it. It just frees up the day and it, uh, get to practice whenever and go help dad around the ranch work and just, yeah, I, I like it a lot better just for what I want to do. So what are your goals at the end of high school? Are you wanting to do the rodeo scholarship kind of thing? Or you want to keep doing what you're doing and hitting rodeo and then we'll keep winning money that way? Or it's just, it's always so different for so many people. A lot of people want to, there's one or the other seems like. And yeah. for, for those that don't know, Kendall's only, this was only great, her grade 11 year or her sophomore season for those in the U.S., right? Isn't that her? Yep, no, junior. It is. Junior year. Junior then senior. Mm-hmm. So yeah, grade 11 though. You still have a whole yeah. other year of competition left. You got to defend your yeah, title yeah. post high school. What's, what's the goals are you wanting to? Yeah. Yeah. Well now with the breakaway and the PRC and the CPRA, it's crazy with the endless opportunity. So um, I'm actually being juggled between both of them, either going and trying to get a rodeo scholarship or going to rodeos. I haven't quite decided 
exactly what I want to do, but definitely I want to end up down south and in the Texas area just to go rodeo and how much, like how many jackpots and endless opportunities there are around there as well. You can't sign any paperwork yet to confirm with a school until probably like March or something, or I forget what the timeline is. It's like April 1st or March 1st or something is the timeline. Is that right? Yeah. 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 It's a, um, yeah, mainly in your grade 12 year, some kids sign in the fall, some sign in the spring. So yeah, uh, definitely start kind of looking into it, but yeah, I've got to make a decision here soon of what I want to do. Do you have, you have people approach you now after being the champ? Yeah. I've had a couple schools come and ask me what my plans are and stuff. So yeah, I've had more people approach me about that. Which one so far? Oh, there's quite a few now. Like I think there was 10 different ones, but, um, yeah. So (laughs) here, where's one place you would want to go and one place you would not want to go. I don't know. I haven't actually honestly looked into schools that much that I don't know what I want to do or what, where I want to go. I just know I want to go to somewhere in Texas. That's all I know. Southwest region, right? Like that's the plan. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, That's the plan. I honestly don't know where or what to, yeah. What do you want to take in school? Um, yeah, that I think I want to take, (laughs) (laughs) uh, probably take like a business class or something to do with egg or something like that. Um, I haven't honestly decided that either kind of, I wanted to see, um, do this next semester of my schooling and then kind of decide from there. Okay. What do you, what do you like in school right now? Um, my favorites is math and bio. Do you get gym Mm. class in online school? (laughs) Yeah. Riding my horse (laughs) in the arena. Yeah. Do you get credits for that? Could you, could you do that as like a physical, your physical activity credits? Yeah, that's what I did. So I played hockey. I play hockey as well. So literally anytime I skate or I did like workouts or anytime I was in the arena, they count that as hours. I just have to explain what I do and they count that as hours and I get my credits. Like I was done gym 20 and at November 1st last year. (laughs) So when you, and you play high level hockey too, right? You played AAA in Calgary the last. Yep last couple of years. Yeah. So yeah. what's that like? Are you still wanting to do some more hockey or are you kind of set on rodeo now or where, what's where you heading that way? Yeah, actually right before nationals, I had talked to my coaches and told them that um, rodeo is what I want to be. And I just told them that I wasn't going to play this year, but uh, yeah, so I, I decided that I want to go rodeo is my, the way I want to go. Well, and with your online schooling, you could essentially go South this winter and go to the PRC rodeos right from the Right from October 1st, essentially, right? And you could go and make a run at the NFR now. Yeah, yeah. Well, not until February. I turned 18 in February, but yeah, that's oh, yeah, my plan is to go. I qualified some, for some ropings in um, Vegas. So, going to go down there in December. And then with me getting my junior American spots, and I want to try to get my American spots now, I want to head down there in February just to go down and then rope and stuff there. So, that's already my plan is to go down south. Can you start school early in the U.S. or do you have to wait to finish high school? I guess you want to finish high school so you can defend the title next summer. You can't. Yeah, but. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is there any prize money at the high school finals? I was always curious. Again, I didn't do good enough to know. Do you actually <laughs> win any money? Yeah, so there's a side pot now they have and they have added money. And so you uh, at the finals, you pay 150 bucks to buy into this side pot and if you were in the top, I think it was maybe three, they paid holes or something, or maybe the top six, they paid holes. And so I came out of there with $4,600. Oh, that's, that's not bad. Good. Something. That'll pay for so, a couple semesters of college. 
Yeah. How much yeah. did you have to pay pay, uh, <laughs> pay Bruce to drive you down there though? That was, what was his fees? Uh, uh I don't know. He's, not much. He's, he's pretty, he's pretty cheap. Sponsored you for the week. <laughs> yeah. I saw I was did, my yeah. mom and dad. I was asking for a weekend sponsorship. I needed some entry fee money. Yeah. Yeah. I'll be like, dad. <laughs> no. Talk, talk yeah. about the family side of things though. Cause your dad is a former professional bareback rider. Isn't that right? Or am I mixed up on that? Nope. He is. Yeah. 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 My uh, family, I have some, an uncle and a cousin and, and my dad was a bareback rider and my sister's a pref- professional trick rider. So we have a lot of rodeo in us and dad and dad and uh, has been such a good and well, all my family actually like they're really supportive. They're always behind me no matter what I do. And uh, yeah, dad, he, um, even though he's a bareback rider, he figured out how to <laughs> break breakaway open and he's been one of my best coaches. So he, he's out there every day with me in the practice arena telling me breaking down things and just helping me to be where I am today. Who would have thought a bareback rider would be <laughs> one of the biggest helps for a breakaway roper, but yeah, family, it means so much like, uh, well, there's seven of us in our family and all of us have crazy ideas and everyone's there to back them up. So, um, with that support, you can really do anything. So I know, I know, uh, Larray and Brody, your older brother, I don't know if Brody's older than you. Probably, yep. right? Yeah, I'm the youngest. Okay. okay, so you're so you're uh five of five. I don't know who so I'm missing one then. Who's your who's your last sibling? Uh so there's Lorraine's my oldest, Brody's the yeah. second, Keely's Keely, she Okay she's there, and then Shelby and then me. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay, I don't I don't know. I guess maybe I've never met Keely, but but I know your dad, Bruce. I don't but I don't know I don't know what your mom's name is though either. Uh Connie. Sure. Connie, okay. Mm-hmm. I've seen you so dad like around plenty. Of five. Yeah, what's it like? <laughs> That's a lot. Are you the are you the golden child or are you like kind of the <laughs> the brunt of all the jokes? Yeah, well, um, depends on who you ask. My <laughs> siblings would think I'm the golden child, but I think it's yeah. the opposite. So, yeah, no, I love it. I I wouldn't want to change it. I love being the youngest and having all them as my older siblings. So they've pushed me to be. I think that's where some of it is me being relentless is because they would push me off off the ledge and I would figure out how to deal with them when I was younger so and they're and they're all very successful too between the different things that Brody and Larray and uh and Shelby Shelby's a two-time champion trick rider I don't know which what it, what it is she won now I forget what the title was but like like yeah Brad Gardner was saying that Canadian day, Canadian trick yeah Canadian Canadian champion yeah, Canadian trick pro rodeo yeah, yeah, act of yeah, the year. Times, yeah, so yeah, already. And mm-hmm. our, I, I was talking with Brett the other day somewhere, and he's like, "She's she's the best. Like she she is outright like does some new stuff that I haven't seen before in trick riding, or haven't maybe didn't notice before or whatnot. But like is doing some new cool stuff and doing a you know really good really really good job. She's she's done impressively well. So the Pearson family's got a bunch of champs over there. And when Morgan. are you cracking out in the trick riding? Oh, I already had my time when I was six <laughs> years old and I, I uh, picked up a rope and I said enough with this That's trick already. Let's, yeah. let's talk some of the technicalities on the, on the breakaway side of things. So you're coming out of the same side as the tide on roping and you, the, the timing on it is you kind of have to like almost cut the calf off a little bit so you can see them on the right side of the neck almost. Right. Or do you have to throw when they're still on the left and kind of go under or what, what's that look like? You're kind of like cutting across the box and, getting them that way like break it down so we can so we can uh hear it 
for the people. I, I'm trying to from the champ. How does it work? <laughs> yeah. So you want to in the breakaway, it's important. Like in any, any time event is you want to nail your start because breakaway, well, it's one of the, it's the fastest event in rodeo and you want to get it your time and rope them as fast as you can. So ideally you want, um, your horse to break right to the pin of your, the shoot. So right to the edge of the shoot. And so that when you come out, that calf's just right in front of you and you have, you want to be right in behind. And so when you get that shot, when your horse crosses over, you should be up there and that's your shot. Cause you, everything's crossing over and you get your, you get to see that calf and yeah, that's just your money shot. When, especially when one steps, right. You ideally, yeah, you want to be right in behind and the calf calf right there and yeah you just want to ride up and just rope it around the neck and and so are you kind of hitting like is your throw uh like you're saying coming up from behind but you're kind of crossing over a little bit on a like a bit of a it wouldn't be a 45 degree angle but it's probably like a 60 degree angle where you're kind of you're not straight on the calf so you're kind of like is it still a straight throw kind of over the the your horse's right shoulder or is it kind of like a little bit sideways because they're tailing off a little bit to the right the calf or, or like What's the breakdown that way? Yeah, so that angle, yeah, well, especially on a fast setup, um, you really want your horse uh, crossing over so that you can throw on the right side of your horse because when you throw over over their neck or, like, you get leaning, those are really tough shots. So you want your horse to really break and get that calf right onto the right side so you, you can throw and see everything because if they're on the left side, you really have to, like, either lean – or really throwing across over your horse's head because you can't see the calf. So yeah, you really want that calf to be broken to the right side of you. And so at the finals in Lincoln, did you have three clean shots and just pick them off right there? Were you reaching it all or were they all right where you wanted them and just worked out perfectly? How, how did it run down there? Uh, so my first calf, he, he went off, actually my first two calves, they went off to the left, but my first, my first one, I had to take one more swing because it was just pushing, pushing to the left and I couldn't, couldn't see. So I just took one more and just kind of made sure that I was going to get them. And then my second one at the finals, you get to watch all your calves go. So I was lucky, like, and got to watch both of my calves run before I actually took them. So I knew that they were going to go left. And my second one, I knew it was going left. So I just rode my horse over and I took my shot. Just, it was, one that was kind of really going left. So I really had to follow through over to that side and stay up. So that's like when my horse, my horse still was crossing over, but that calf was heading so hard left that I still had to ride a little bit when I was throwing. And then my last calf, it was lucky. It was a right, it was a right stepper. So that's exactly where every breakaway roper calf roper wants it because that's your money shot right there. If uh, they're off to the right. So I, I knew I had a chance with my short round calf that if I got him on my second swing, um, he would be good. Wacey, you had a really good question wrote down about the swing. Let's get into that one. Yeah. So we got, I got some insider info from your sister, Lorraine before this. So she gave me some, <laughs> some tips on what to ask you, which has been good. So yeah, you're, you're constantly working on your swing and it's kind of evolved over the last couple of years. And have you modeled it after some other people or has that just come with practice or what's your approach that way? Yeah. So, um, I, I like slowing down and watching a bunch of vi videos of how people swings and what their angles. Cause to me, 
the one of the most important things is the angle of your swing and different angles like reason why people miss or like I miss for is because just the tiniest little bit of my angle is off so I'll slow down like I've watched Jackie Crawford Larry D guy and uh like Shelby Beaujolais I've slowed their their runs down and just watched the angles of their swings and kind of just seen and tried to make my swing I'll video my swing and just watch them side by side and try to see what um like how mine compares to theirs and when you talk angle are you talking like uh angle i guess of the tip probably the tip like how far the tip is down is that is that what angle you mean yeah and how your angle of your like yeah the tip and then also like um oh how do i explain yeah the tip and then also just like how the plane of it is like because if you have too flat of a swing um that's why you'll rope eyes or like i'll rope eyes and so you got to just have that little bit of an angle to it um, with my swing. And, and then I can, like, it makes my curl come around and everything to it too. And so do you have to have your, like, tip your rope, like over your horse's head and like over their eyes a bit almost, or, or where, where does that, where does the tip your rope end up uh, swinging when you're, when you're riding? Like what, what, where's it at? So my mine's just above my horse's head. Like um, when I'm watching a calf, I look between my horse's ears and so that I can see. And then my tips just literally right. His, his head's just on kind of down and my tips just right over his head. Okay. And yeah. So um, mine, yeah, mine's just right over his head and, and uh, going over his ears. So, so when, so you, have you ever messed up and hit him in the ears? <laughs> Yes, I have. <laughs> so That's it's a tale as old as time. It's very, very precise, hey, to, to not smoke your your horse in the in the brain. Yeah, yeah. My hmm. uh, my smoke doesn't like it either. He'll uh, <laughs> yeah, he gets pretty mad if you do that. So is that I why we see that wrecks? very often? That's is that why we see wrecks in the breakaway sometimes? Because the ladies might have a little bit of trouble that way. Ah, uh, yeah. Sometimes, like either. <laughs> blow spoke or you hit your, something happens with your rope yeah. and you hit your horse's head and yeah oh geez sometimes uh, so yeah do you have lots going through your mind when you're back in the box do you kind of just let your muscle memory take over and trust that process and the work you put in or are you always kind of analyzing what the play is or where, what's your approach that way yeah so i try not to overthink it when i back or when i ride into a box i only think about two things of see your start and stay up and rope the neck is that's all the only thing two things that go through my head because if I start thinking about anything else I start overthinking and trying to do it so I just stick to two simple words and say that until I get back in the box and right before I nod my head it just goes through my mind I'm impressed with your mindset already Kendall this is uh impressive I I you don't be many kids your age who have that I, I even think back to when I was in high school rodeo like obviously you were driven and whatever, but I was didn't have that discipline until I got oh. older and, and realized and really wanted to take it to the next step. So it's it's impressive to talk to somebody who's got that hold on it that early in their career. And and Thank elevated you. and elevated too to that point, like to your point, Wacy, to where you have that uh, that different mindset, Kendall, and, and you are, you're already a champion, you know, at 17, where that you know, that I think that's part of what separates. I think that definitely is what separates the the champions from those that aren't aren't so mm -hmm. congratulations again and 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 uh, i'm glad to see your hard work pay off that's that's important 
Thank you. Yeah, we're happy for you. Happy for Canada. Thanks for bringing back another title to Canada for it. <laughs> we needed one. We're happy. <laughs> How I have a question in regards to like the the kind of the blow up of breakaway roping and pro rodeo. How important is that to someone like you? I know for a lot of people after high school rodeo and college rodeo, there really isn't much for breakaway roping. There wasn't anymore, but now it's kind of become a mainstream event and it's at the biggest rodeos in the world. So how does that change the the way you go about rodeo business? Yeah, well, we're we're all grateful. Like uh, we're my age group was coming up at the right age. Like everyone before us has worked hard and they're finally getting to see the results and we're coming up like everyone's starting to have breakaway and it's becoming one of the favorite events. And yeah, it's, it's so cool to get to be a part of like what's coming up in rodeo history, but yeah, so it's, it's really cool. Like now there's somewhere for us girls to go after, like you said, college, because before that, like, I know a bunch of people that they finish their college rodeos and they're like, well, uh, what do we do now? I got to get a real job. Yeah. Yeah. Like they're like, (laughs) well, we like sold, I know people that sold their saddles and sold their horses. Like, cause like, well, we're never going to get to breakaway rope again. So why keep like do this? But yeah, it's, it's super cool getting to see and be a part of what's growing in the rodeo world. And in Canada, Lakota bird has a bit of a jump on all of you because she had her card from the barrel racing. So she didn't have to fill a permit. So she's out there with like (laughs) 2001 right now. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. How close are you to having your, your full card, uh, to get, uh, getting those standings to go to the Canadian finals? Well, actually this, I ended up third at high river and I just filled my card and actually just talked to, um, office. the office today and yeah. bought, actually just bought my full card. Oh, nice. Okay. So now everything Congrats. counts. That's a big accomplishment in yeah. itself. Next too. two and a half months. Oh, eh? Thank you. Oh yeah. Yeah. Now it's, now it's go time. What do you say? Did you ever fill your pro rodeo card? Did you get it? I did the year that I had to quit oh, 2015. Okay. I had, I got my semi pro after winning the, uh, CCA. So I only had to win a thousand bucks. Oh, okay. okay. So you got I, it. I, yeah. Yeah. Believe, believe it or not, I filled my permit in Innisfil when I, when I was like 86, I won like $4,000, but it was all in my permit. So oh. it was like a huge oh. check. Yeah. It didn't count if it counted. <laughs> and then I filled my pro card in Jasper. With my 91, that was what I filled my card with. So it didn't count either. I don't think. I think I filled, I filled most, I filled most of my, per, my like the rest of my permit with day money too. With day money? Yeah. <laughs> I, filled, I filled a big amount of it with day money. <laughs> it's funny. Like I filled my card in Jasper with a huge ride and then I like never did anything again. Just ghosted. Go out on top, man. Cause that was a high score in Canada for a long time. Yeah. A couple of years. Yeah. That's funny. Um, anyways, this show's about Kendall. So I want to, I want to talk, I want to talk about some goat tying. Okay, That's a wild we, event. One more, one more thing on the breakaway. Okay. Uh, Actually, I actually, I have another breakaway question and then we'll go to go. Okay. Go ahead. Ways. Okay. Sounds good. Um, like, so outside, like, obviously your family is really important to you. So outside of them, who are some of your role models in the rodeo industry? Ooh, good question. Well, yeah, that is. Um, so, well, let me think like people who helped me or like just anyone I looked up people to you look, or people, like, people you look up to people, you, you, you kind of model. You already Jack mentioned Crawford and yeah, Larry D guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, well, like obviously any breakaway roper will look up to those girls cause they literally made breakaway roping to where they are today. But like one person I looked up to lots is, um, Shelby Beaujolais cause she, well, she's a Canadian and, um, anytime, like I actually, I went down to Texas and she was great. She like, let me come practice. She has always been willing to do anything and help me. And where I, if I want to do something like get to where I can always call her or whatever, and like anyone, like any Canadians, like that, uh, like Lakota or like any of those girls, like 
are great role models to look up to and like Taylor Fwelling and but like yeah any really breakaway ropers um are willing to help any of us so it's really hard to pick just one to look up to like there's so many great people to look up to but if you had to (laughs) (laughs) yeah definitely well like if anybody I, gets I, mad I, at you, then you they can take to. it up with us. Just keep <laughs> um, definitely like, sh- yeah, Shelby has been one girl to look up to because she's wa- like done what I want to do. Like I, she is living the ad- ideal life that I want to. And yeah, Canadian always, always willing to help me no matter what. And that's a, that's a good testament to the rodeo community in a sense where it'd be a lot, it'd be really easy for those girls to not be willing to help you and just do their own thing. And they're willing mm-hmm. to help someone like you kind of climb the ladder and get to where they are, which is something that doesn't really happen in a lot of sports. Yeah. It's the rodeo community is definitely very special. Like, uh, yeah, like I say, anyone is willing to help no matter why, like everyone's willing to give a hand in any way that you, you need. Okay. Wait, see you on to the go time. I thought you had, <laughs> didn't you have another breakaway one? I'm good. You're good. Okay. <laughs> you yeah. took it. You took my question. Whatever. Oh, sorry, man. Sorry, bro. I want to talk. Yeah. I want to talk go time. It's one of my favorite. It was, it was when I was in, I went to college in Ranger, Texas. Now it's one of my favorite events to watch at the college level because there was <laughs> be some wild wrecks. Those girls would go so fast and they would legit would be the only, only event aside from like some of the rough stock ones that I'd sit and watch at the college rodeo just because it got, cause got pretty Western sometimes. Yeah. Well, honestly, like at the college level, especially it's either going to be a really good run or there's going to be a wreck. No matter like, no matter yeah. what. Yeah. <laughs> Have you, is there any footage of you scorpioning out there anywhere? that we could get for the cowboy shit channels well the actually cow- i'm i'm lucky enough that i actually haven't done that knock on yeah. wood i'm, I'm not gonna <laughs> yeah, say yeah. that yet careful, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I, i've definitely taken a few falls but nothing like a scorpion so is that is that something you kind of will continue with as you go through the rest of your high school rodeo and college or is once you get to college you can focus mainly on breakaway roping or do you barrel race too or are you just just on the the tying events <laughs> The rope uh, and the tying no. events. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I well, I do barrel race and pole bend, but it's mainly just to work. Like I, we train a bunch of horses, so I just bring them. And like barrel racing isn't my passion, so I just take young horses and get them seasoned for my breakaway roping. So I do a little bit, but not not a lot. But yeah, mainly team roping, breakaway, and go tying. So just how events, no big deal. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's all the events you can do, pretty much. Yeah. So how, how important is it for you to be able to like ride and train your own horses? I know for a lot of people, they don't have that option and they don't really do that. And they, but for those, and even you can build a bit more of a connection with your horse that way by going through that whole process of growing together. Yeah. Like, um, my, my good horse smoke, we bought him as a six-year-old ranch horse. And yeah, we train, I trained him like with a bunch of help, like Tim, uh, I'm lucky enough to have Tim Williamson and Blake Williamson, and they have helped me train smoke to where he is now. But yeah, it's, I love training my own horses and getting that aspect. And it's just cool because you get to know their style and train them. And so, you know, exactly what they're going to feel like. And you just have another level of trust with them. Like uh, smoke. I, I know when I bought back in the box, he's going to do his job as, and he's just going to work the way he does. So um, I think it's very important that for me, I like training my own and getting to know or getting to where they are and just seeing the progress that you get through, like from, you know, when you're riding them around and you're like, Oh, are they actually going to work as a breakaway <laughs> horse to them being actually one of my, well, smoke my go-to now. And I have another one coming up that uh, I'm pretty excited for. So I love training them, but. So do you have a horse for every event then? 
or do you use do you run smoke in every event that you go for uh no so well uh, all of our horses on our ranch have to do more than one event if they want to stay around so <laughs> yeah so they uh actually i have um smoke i used to um barrel race pull bend breakaway on but now i just break away and head on them at the rodeos but i uh have my young horse i'm just starting breakaway and he barrel races and pole bends so yeah all of our all of our horses do one one event or, an, or two events at least so if you had to do a rough stock event which one would you choose um saddle bronc not lame i'm too scared to, i would be too scared to get on a bull and i'm not dumb enough to stick my hand in a rigging <laughs> oh, don't tell your dad don't like hope your dad doesn't listen to that one you're gonna be oh, in trouble no, <laughs> no oh, he no. he knows he's like oh. he's like good thing because he, he's like if if you were a boy i would have pushed you to um be a saddle bronc rider because he's like it's just crazy how much well people who do it like obviously like it and they're strong but i i don't think i would be brave enough to do that well and you're from uh some pretty intense bronc riding a pretty intense bronc riding community being uh only about what 10, 15 miles south of Pollockville. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I just like, I don't know. I, since I was little, I've always liked the bronc riding. So that's, that would be the one I would do. Definitely. You'd probably, you'd probably actually win because uh, you probably have done some backyard bronc riding. Off, <laughs> Back, off <on> backyard <laughs> bronc riding. Probably yeah, done plenty of it. A little bit. Yeah. <laughs> I had my fair share. Are, so are, you, are you trying to get the, the Pollockville, hard grass bronc match to get some breakaway rope and happen in there or what's are you pushing for that within the community yeah i was bugging i was actually bugging dad that about that the other day there was a couple breakaway ropers came out to me and they're like kendall i i heard that your dad's on the committee i think you should get a big breakaway <laughs> rope and happen there so yeah i was bugging dad the other day and he's like well well We'll you know, see, I, mean, I guess honestly that might be the place for it they love their rodeo we were talking about it in our like top end of the show before you jumped on that that's a that's a deep rooted rodeo part of the world so i think it would go over well if anywhere we'd mm-hmm. have to they'd yeah have to it's a the arena they've got a yeah that's what dad was like i yeah. don't think that's gonna happen <laughs> i just that's, we'll see how fast you guys can be in a short arena it could be a new thing <laughs> extreme breakaway roping yeah out of yeah, a bucket be... shoot oh dear yeah, um, no, uh, it, uh, yeah, I, I was trying to work on it, so we'll see how what happens. I like it. Stay tuned. Um, <laughs> we're on, on a different road on the high school rodeo side of things, just how great of a community is that? And, or like, just how, how great of a community that is to be a part of the high school rodeos. Like you said earlier, it's one of the only places you see your friends right now when you're homeschooling. And, uh, just to be able to travel internationally with the, with that. And this is, probably not your first time at the national finals either. Like you, this would have been, you know, this is already year three for you in high school rodeo. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, the scholarship opportunities, just talk on that a little bit. I know ways, I don't know ways if you did, did much high school rodeo. Yeah, dude, I, I went I high school rodeo from, from grade nine, all the way to grade you did 12. the whole went, thing. So you did. Yeah, okay. Yeah. You're over nationals in grade. I went to grand nationals in grade 12. Oh, awesome. Okay. Okay, but let's Kendall talk about that, and we'll we'll each do a little bit on on our high school experiences because I think it's a good time to promote that. That's uh, I was the 2011 Saskatchewan High School Rodeo King, boy. Ooh, <laughs> that's my claim to fame. That's the only good thing I did in high school rodeo. <laughs> Kendall, Kendall, it's your, Kendall, it's your turn. To hold. It's your turn. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, 
So yeah, well, the high school rodeos and junior high, it's like, it's a great youth organization. It's giving like everyone from now, well, grade five to grade 12, an opportunity to be in the rodeo atmosphere and promoting kids to want to go and rodeo. And yes, it's just super cool how, how everyone in the community, like I, when I was in grade six, I, I knew a couple of people, but everyone's just so friendly. You go meet people and your friends for life like all my friends now I know that we'll be friends for a long time and you guys will be able to be able to joke around about your high school days and just look back on it and I know that everyone who has ever been in the high school rodeo has never regretted ever going and going to those rodeos it was always a good time and just it was bringing you up into the rodeo ranks and uh the I know for myself being able to like I didn't go to the high school rodeos until grade 10 some of the bulls were a little bit more than I needed to probably get on in grade nine. And I was only probably, I think I was still steer riding age in grade nine. Wouldn't I have been? Yeah. We both, we both would have been steer riding age grade nine. So I didn't go till August of the, of like, of, uh, of my grade 10 year. So I got to go and do a few and the contractors always brought great bulls. I only got in a jam when we got to the finals in Pinocchio. I got on some pretty aggressive bulls. Like one was, I think one was called finding Neverland with Todd Braithwaite's and they went and ended up going to like the PBR Canada finals that year. <laughs> I just got Dang. annihilated. And I think I like, then one time I smoked my head off the ground and got a concussion and I rode all weekend. It was not, Ooh. not a good thing, but Eddie. one of the only problems being like in, you know, 16 and thinking that was where my life revolved around was riding. It was a t- at a time where I didn't know the difference and didn't know any better. That would be the only time when, you know, now the Canadian Pro Rodeo sports medicine team is on hand. So that that's not going to happen. Wouldn't have happened to me at the same, if, if it was, you know, 10 years later. So I'm glad to see sports medicine there now, but I loved it to get to go to the, like the, go to Farmington a couple of years to the, not Farmington, uh, uh, Fallon, Nevada for silver state, got to go there a couple of times. And, and it was actually where I learned that I was supposed to like iron my jeans and iron my shirts. Clayton, I had a lot of different rodeo <laughs> parents at those. So Clayton Hines was the first one that told me, Ted, you got to, you got to start your jeans. You got to iron your shirts. You look like a bum. Part of where I learned the professional side of, of the rodeo world was going to those high school rodeos. And, you know, really, it was really where I it was honestly where I like learned how to rodeo a lot of it because it was, there was always so many good influences around. And, yeah. you know, I think Luke Creasy was there at the same time as I was. Jake Vold was there at the same time. Craig Weisgerber, I think was there. Uh, Levi Simpson like a bunch of people that are like winning at a very high level now are all there mm-hmm. at the same time. Yeah. Like high school is like the jumping, the jump, like the, you know, the starting block for really making a living at this, I think. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Even if you look like now, even world champions, you can see like the yeah. high school rodeo pages will post be like, Oh yeah. Like these person made nationals this year. Like they were world champions of the high school and now they're world champions of the PRCA. Yeah. So it's crazy. Like they, they just bring up such a good association and are making kids be like, are getting them into the pro rodeo ranks and stuff and just bringing kids up. And even for, even for Wacy and I now to be, to have rodeoed there and now be still involved on the other side of things. I think there's probably a lot of those stories where somebody might've been a high school rodeo contestant and now they're uh sales rep for cinch like i you know i, I look to uh they're involved uh, just, in the sport and... yeah they're involved in the sport <laughs> still in some way like if somebody's a working for some of the major companies now or... like well Cor- like courtney dioff with someone we just interviewed a few weeks ago yeah, like she exactly. would be a great example of that she's really really successful in and out of the arena um mm-hmm. 
then the biggest thing is community. It's more than just rodeo too. You learn how to be a good person. You're around good people that you talk about the rodeo parents that I can count on. I need to take my socks off. I need to count down a rodeo parents. I had over high school rodeo yeah. in the years. I had a lot of rodeo yeah. moms. Yeah. It's yeah. So fun. <laughs> you get to go spend three days at rodeos all over the province with all your friends and have a bunch of fun. Like it's, it was such a fun experience and then a time to meet, make some really cool memories and, and kind of get you set up for that next step in life. And, and I think that's the really cool thing about high school rodeo. Yeah, definitely. 100%. It's uh, yeah, it's awesome. And like even the rodeo community community, we were talking the other day, actually, just just like me and my dad and my sister. And we're like, yeah, if when one of us are down traveling, we could make probably three call, phone calls and have someone be changing a tire in Texas mm-hmm. for someone like, <laughs> yeah, it's Lakes just degrees. Yeah. It's just so like the community is so good that everyone's willing to help each other, even if you don't maybe know them, but they're just willing because you're a friend of this guy, of this guy. And so I once uh, made a trip from Calgary to, uh, I went to stayed in like, uh, Orem, Utah with my friend who went to school there. And then I stayed in Vegas with another friend. And then I went to LA. I think I stayed in a hotel for a while. And then I went to Gary LaFue's place and went back to Vegas. And it was like three weeks I was on the road and the, the border officer almost didn't let me into America cause he thought I was homeless. But I was like, no, I'll be back. I promise. So I, so, but I like literally stayed at people's houses all the way across America to get, to get around. Yeah. So kind of a neat, uh, a neat deal. Right. Well, and it's those connections you make, you're going to have them for like, for life. Like I, when I went to college in Texas, I was only down there for a semester, but I still have contact with a lot of people that I went to school with there. And if I ever went down to, to ponder Texas, I know I'd have a place to stay with some friends or whatever. Right. It's just about the, that, that community and those people you meet that there it's more, it's bigger than just rodeo, which is such a cool thing. And a yeah. great place to get started. Kind of like almost like a free school on if yeah. you want a rodeo that I think the high school rodeos are the best, one of the best places to start. Maybe, maybe a little school beforehand, but otherwise you could go there. You could almost go to one with no experience and be able to figure it out in a semester or two and, and, and make something of, of a person's self. Right. Like I remember going to Thorsby one time and I actually was there with like Scott O'Claire and then Riley Jones. And they decided that I should switch riding hands. Cause I was riding right-handed for a while. And they're like, Oh, you should just switch hands. What's your balance hand. And I was like, Oh, that's my right hand. So then we actually like before one of these high school rodeos, I switched hands and just got on a bull left-handed like, yeah, sure. Let's try this out. And then I think I like rode the bull and actually stayed on. And then I rode left-handed ever since, but that was actually at a high school rodeo on Thorsby. I changed hands before. Yeah. before <laughs> you get cool access to people. Like I grew up yeah. around like, like Blade Young and um, yeah. guys like that, Craig Stevens and so many people that are influential on my career, whatever you want to call it for rodeo. Like I learned so much from those guys in that three years. So it's, it's, it's such a really cool thing to have that. It's like, you get, like you said, a free school. Yeah, definitely. Uh, we got, we got one more question for you. I got one more too. Cause, now, got cause one, you, we got two more questions for you. There, yeah. All about, good. I'm please, please correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't you win the, the CFR breakaway roping event in 2019 too? Yep. I did. Yeah. So well, did you win like 10 grand at that thing too? Uh, it was, uh, over 21,000. 21,000. <laughs> What'd you do with the money? Um, it's still in my bank account. Really? I bought one. I bu- yeah, I bought a horse with a little bit of it, and then I'm just saving it to until I need to buy a truck or like whatever. When you go to um, school. Yeah, I haven't I haven't tried to spend any of it. Well done, good work. It's not a bad payday. So so, and then that's gonna <laughs> yeah. happen again this year though too, right? But it's is it in the perf or not in the perf? I forget what the story is. But aren't you guys in the perf now? 
ladies? Uh, yeah, so uh, through the CPRA, we get to go into the perf, and I don't know exactly what that is, but yeah, we get to go in the perf. And then uh, the Canadian finals breakaway, which I had won in 2019, uh, they have, I think it's in Claire's home this year. And so they had it in Claire's home last year too as well. But yeah, I think it's in Claire's home. Um, I don't know the dates for sure, but yeah, so that gets to happen again this year. So if somebody wants to start rodeo on a breakaway rope, and where do they start? Tell us, give us a little rundown there. Like, um, so obviously you want to get started at some clinics or whatever. And then, uh, honestly, like there's so many jackpots and so many opportunities around now that you can go to one every weekend. So just, I just say, go out and go, go to get into the gist of things and go try it and see if you like it or not. There's always, like I said, a welcome in community and there'll be someone willing to help if you just ask. Might even get a pointer or two from the world champ. You never know. Yeah. Big deal. Okay, wait, last question. <laughs> all right. This is our final question. We asked this to all of our guests, and we can't wait to hear the champs rendition of it. What is your definition? What's that? What Ted? What? Well, I was gonna say, like, uh, <coughs> should we censor this? We don't want you, we don't want to get you fined by the high school association, the new champ get like getting fined for doing unapproved interviews. I don't know, I don't want to get you in trouble. <laughs> She's a champ, man. She does whatever she wants. <laughs> okay, sorry, Wes, but all right. What is your definition of cowboy shit? Oh, I don't you know. You, guys... to, you, don't to, you don't have to say it if you might get in trouble. That's fine. Um, I don't know. I just feel like you guys are just two guys having fun and wanting to know more about people like all the time. And anytime I see you guys that just have just smiling and having fun and <laughs> just messing around kind of deal. Yeah, I just think I don't know. It's pretty cool. Like I sat and listened to him, and yeah, you guys are just having fun. So a couple of idiots. <laughs> I mean, people want listen, so it must, it's pretty good. Oh, well, thanks. We appreciate it. So, so tell us on on the cowboy shit part of it. Is is do you think that the cowboy side of it is is uh, too gender specific, or or is it okay? Do we need to make do we need to make the Kendall Pearson cowgirl shit hat now? Do we gotta do we gotta go the other way, or, or how are we doing? Oh, uh, I don't know. You guys just seem like it's doing pretty good. So, I mean, whatever yeah. you guys want to do. All right. Okay. So, if we do, so what you're saying is we do come out with a hat called the champ for cowgirl shit that you're going to be, you're going to be our first ambassador for it. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, you bet. If you want to. <laughs> Perfect. Well, thank, I'll thanks, be right Kendall. on board. Okay. Well, thanks for doing the show. Kendall Pearson, 2021 world champion breakaway roper at the national high school finals rodeo in Lincoln, Nebraska. One of the only few from Canada. From, from Canada ever win a national high school title. Some of the others, Vanessa Leggett in the barrel racing in 2007, I believe, if I remember right. And Stephen Culling also a uh, mm-hmm. national high school champion. And then going back a little further, I know there's some more. I think Tyrell Flowelling won it, and I think there might be another one. But I'd have to go back and look, do some real digging on some high school high school stats. <laughs> high school rodeo stats. Yeah. But I think, I think, didn't Tyrell win it too? Is that right? Or am I mixed up on that one? No, I'm pretty sure he did, yeah. Yeah, I think he was one of the first ones to win. But, but and so was he roping with a Canadian or a, an American? I forget now. Oh, I do not know that for sure. I got to look back at this. We'll 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 look into that for another show. But thanks again, Kendall. Thanks for doing this. Say hi to uh, to the family for us. Thanks to Brody for letting us letting you use his setup. Appreciate that too. <laughs> yeah. And we'll yeah. Uh, thank we'll... thank you guys for having me. I appreciate it. Awesome. Well, we'll catch up again soon. Again, Kendall Pearson, 2021 National High School Finals Rodeo Breakaway Champion. This is episode 97 of Cowboy Shit. I'm Ted. He's Wacy. Thanks again, Kendall, for being on the show. We're back here again.
Welcome back. This is episode 97, the Connor McDavid show. You know who's just like Connor McDavid? Kendall Pearson, because she's the champ. She's the Connor McDavid of Breakaway Roping. Right? 20, I had 20 under us. She won 20 grand last year at that can, the Canadian deal. That's, That's wild. Impressive. I remember it being a big thing at the time, but I had it's a big I stack for, of cash. I forgot. I forgot. But any but anyways, thanks again, Kendall Pearson, for being part of the show. Um again, Cowboy Shit is sponsored by Circle Four Beverage Company. Check them out at ranchwater.ca where you can get your ranch water and the new sweet water now in stores. It's a vodka mango blend. Mm. Check it out. Yummy. And uh, again, the tequila seltzer. Ranch water, some good stuff. Canadian locally made product. Get yours at ranchwater.ca. Wacy, got another one too. Manscaped. We also are happy to be still supported by Manscaped. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code HUGEBUSH at manscaped.com. <laughs> That's 20% off and free worldwide shipping. So use code HUGEBUSH. Unlock your confidence and always the right tools for the job. Manscaped. Those are our okay. people. Yeah, you need if you don't have one, you gotta get one. Do it. I stand behind that. I stand behind that as a product user. Yeah, I've I've enjoyed it. We also have the new weed whacker on the way too. By the time I get home, I probably Stay should tuned. be able to be able to get in there and whack some weeds. Fix up the weeds. Can't wait for some more some product product reviews on those ones. We'll see how they go. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you can't have big long ear hair and nose hair. These days, I know it's bad. You gotta keep it, you gotta keep it trimmed up. What do you do for your unibrow? Like, I have to get sure. it plucked once in a while. I, I just use a razor and shave her down. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Um, okay, best high school rodeo story. We just talked to Kendall and we talked, we, it was, it's kind of jogging my memory on some stuff. I thought some good it notes. was kind of funny to just change hands before a perf with riding the bull like literally just no, that's wild that's a that's a bold move no <laughs> no no bucking like no drop barrel no nothing just like yeah i'm gonna just go left hand down today let's try that out <laughs> just straight just just jesus take the wheel left-handed looking and back, it, it worked it worked out for the better looking back maybe not a good idea but at the time it seemed like the thing to do but i didn't I've, i didn't even die so worked out pretty good you're still here to tell the tale yeah. i have a, a couple of a couple of stories come to mind and I think back on high school rodeo, one of the ones is that it was the Rockland high school rodeo. And I just, I came down, I was at a bull riding the night before in Lestock, Saskatchewan. And I got in a bad wreck and hung up and stepped on. Like I could barely walk. My ankle was swollen right up. So I was somehow convinced them to let me get on. Cause they're like, you hurt. You can't do it. So I, whatever could convince them. Craig Stevens tapes up my ankle. I have to get help putting my boots on. <laughs> so I get on this bull slide up on my rope. I nod the gate opens. He doesn't move. And all of a sudden he turns his head out to the left. I think your left-hand delivery. And he sprinted down the arena, like full on, like galloping down the arena. Oh, no. So I like, I managed to hang on to this bull and I'm trying to get off of him. And he's, just still, on the way? and he's still sprinting and I'm like terrified. And Cliff Willick, he was a pickup man. He, I, he could kind of see that I was kind of in a bind because this bull was running so fast and I was cut up against the fence and Did it was about to get him? cheese grated. Was oh he- yeah. He's fully flanked. Oh, no. I think his Nick, I think his name is broken shaft. Actually. Craig had a bull back. <laughs> He had a broken horn. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm not talking about the one on his brain. Some of the ones, some of the ones that oh, uh, some of the names that those guys, the Stevens brothers, came up with for high school were funny. Anyways, what was the best one? go back. Broken, broken shaft for sure is my okay. favorite by okay, far. He's good. So uh, anyway, so Cliff, like he rides in with his pickup horse trying to pick this bull up off the fence, try so I can get off of him. Did you try? So and, I, did you get off on the pickup horse on a bull? I almost thought about it. 
<laughs> so anyways, I ended up getting off this bowl and like I had to, I limped all the way back across the arena and then turns out my ankle had been broken for two weeks and all that fun stuff. So <laughs> I was in a bit of a bad way. Oh dear. And then Man, I thought you were going to tell me you like, like, you know, the girls at the bar at like ranchmen's and they used to like stand up and ride the mechanical. Oh, I thought you were going to tell yeah. me like, you like stood up and you were like surf, oh, you know, man. surf riding this bull and you, you just jumped up on the pickup, man. That'd have been, oh, that'd have been wild. That'd have been a wild story. Stuff. Yeah. And then I actually have another funny story from Rockland. This one's kind of embarrassing, but for, what, for whatever reason, I started high school rodeoing. Like Craig, Craig thought I was way better than I was at that point in my <laughs> point in my bull riding career. So he'd always put me on like the rankest bulls that he had at the high school rodeos, and I know I still why, don't know why? why. That seems like rigging the draw. They did. He they did that was the, this that they did the draw every time they'd match up oh. the guys for the bulls. Yeah, that's oh, how we okay. did. It. That's how we did out there. Which was it was good, but it was also bad again because Craig thought I was way better than I actually was. <laughs> so he put me on this old bull that he had his name is heartbreaker and he was like been the cca finals a couple of years in a row and they were usually between like 84 and 86 points on him. So he's pretty good for a high school rodeo bull so whatever i get on him and i'm kind of scared and i was still and i was riding right-handed so i still hadn't quite figured it oh, you all changed out hands too yeah i dislocated my did elbow you and, did you and, do it before a perf at a high school rodeo? <laughs> no i dislocated my elbow in stetler in grade 12 and then i took a year off and then i either had to get surgery or switch hands so i switched hands and then i was better left-handed anyways but Anyway, so I got on this bull's named Heartbreaker, and so I nodded, and I, the flank had fallen off. Like I don't know if it fell off in the chute or whatever, but this bull bucked really hard. And I got this really rank picture of me getting bucked off without a flank on. <laughs> so so that, was, that was like, well, I was running joke for a few weeks at the high school rodeos of me getting bucked off a bull without, that day wasn't even flanked. So oh, that was a happy one. Man. So thanks, Craig, for that, man. Okay, so this one's not a high school rodeo story, but did I ever tell you the one about how – uh, when I first started, I didn't know what rosin was. Did I ever tell no, you that story? No, that's a you don't think so? Interesting story. No, yeah. So when one. I when I was first <laughs> when I was first going, uh, like I was like twelve, and I saw this steer riding at the CFR, and I knew that I wanted to do it. And then I literally went to a few. Like we got a Johansson Brothers steer riding rope, one of the blue ones with the leather like half stitched mm-hmm. through the handle. That was like you know Donnie Joe's company. And I didn't go to school, didn't go nothing. I just entered my hometown rodeo and I was just going to rodeo. Like that was the thing. So I didn't have a vest, didn't have like anything. I was, we were just trying it out. I had some sh- bat wing chaps that were not bull riding chaps at all. They had like little bats. <laughs> I a picture of you, a picture of you on them. Oh yeah. Just me doing yeah. like chowder headed stuff right off the bat. Like had no idea. I was total, I had no idea. You right? didn't know. You didn't know any better. You didn't, didn't know. know. I didn't know. Yeah. I was, a, I was a noob. So yeah, I go to this thing and then, uh, that was like my first one. We just like pulled my rope and I got on this thing. I didn't I actually also didn't know what callbacks were. So I showed up the day like after and they're like, Oh, you were out yesterday. I was like, what? No. How does that work? But my dad used to work with John Duffy mm-hmm. at some, at one point. So dad talked to John and they got me on my first one at my hometown rodeo on Sunday. So we got, uh, I got, I got to get on, but I literally got turned out because I didn't even know about callbacks. So turn into an exhibition. Yeah, it turned into an exhibition, but but anyway, so yeah, didn't know what Rosin was, didn't know what callbacks were, didn't have a vest. I think Ash Narachuk gave me a vest like last minute and just they threw it on me. <laughs> I got on the steer, didn't have any rosin, nothing, like didn't even know at the time. And then I go to like uh like the Everts's, like it was Riley, you no, know, yeah, Riley Everts and remember Mars uh, Raz, Raz? No, I don't well, I think Raz might have been there, Riley might have been there, but it was Clayton. And I forget what uh what their dad's name was. I know it was I know their mom's name was Carol, but they had these rodeos at their house. Like West, it was the West Paddle Rodeo at their house. They ended up like wood mm-hmm. shoots and the Nest Boys were there, like Jordan mm-hmm. and Everett, like their dad Everett, and even Jason got on some steers too. But anyways, I, I, they're up by Marathorpe. Um, I think Sean Morton probably w- was around there at one time. He'll like this story. And I think his brother Muley was there too at different times. But anyways, 
go to this rodeo. It was one of my first ones and I'm there. Uh, and this is actually like a whole nother time, I think, but like I went to like five or six events and didn't even know where Rosin was. It like took like till later in the summer when I finally was like <laughs> getting closer to staying on. And somebody, it was the guy's name was Jacob Anderson. We were at like, at like a night injunction rodeo or might've even been, I don't know. I forget where it was now. I have to look back, but like, I literally, he's like, man, do you want to put like some rosin on that rope? And I'm like, what's rosin? And I like, I had, he actually taught me what rosin was behind the shoots one day. And then I like, was always learning how to do rosin, like rosin my rope. And That's impressive. Next, you went that long without knowing what it was. Quite a way, quite a ways. It was like five or six, maybe seven. Did you rodeos. stay on any without the rosin? No, I didn't stay on until Winfield. I remember my first time I stayed on, there were a bunch of Holstein cows and mm-hmm. Ty Patton was there. And so was Devin Maisie. And, and Devin was like, so cool because he was at the CFR the year before and Patton was at the CFR. Maybe, yeah, maybe, no, I don't think it was the year before, but Devin was like the big, the, the hot shot at the time. He was like 12 and he went to the CFR the year before. So I was like, oh, that guy's the coolest. He went to see, he's got a CFR jacket. It was like the big deal. But I, I was, I think I was 46 points and I won like $10 in Winfield. Hell like, yeah, brother. Rodeo. That was my first time. I was like 40 points, stayed on. Then I was rolling from there. Then I think I went to, to uh, I don't think I even won a rodeo that year. I don't think I won one until the next year because I, I was too scared. I would just like literally let go in mm-hmm. the middle of it and just like Jesus take the wheel and just like <laughs> blow out of there a bunch of times. But then the next year in Pinoca, Donnie Joe was in the shoot and, uh, and I like stayed on in Pinoca twice. Like, for some reason, I just decided to enter some pro rodeos because it was like one of the last, well, it was, yeah, a little further on. Like, like, yeah, I better go try out the pro rodeos. You know, it might be some better help there and nothing against the amateur stuff, but just might be like a good place to go try it out. And yeah, I remember Donnie was in the shoot and help help me out and i remember getting a rewrite at one point but like yeah literally threw me out on a couple of steers and i rode two and one third in pinoca that was like my actual break as you're coming out party that was my like first real rodeo where i first really made i actually started making some money and then later that weekend i won a rodeo in rio grande i think was my first actual win or tease or maybe i don't know a couple weeks later i got some now you work with donnie joe now yeah now i took over for donnie i'm kind of missing that. i think maybe i won tease in 20 2002 I forget. I don't know. But anyway, first rodeo I won. I was only was, gonna. I was only gonna boy. go until I won a buckle wasey. That was my main goal. Oh really? That was my. Was like, go- that was my main goal. I was gonna win a buckle. And I was gonna quit. I was like, I'm a cowboy now. I got a buckle. I won. It's gonna be it. I, I was gonna go till I was done riding junior bulls and then. Oh really? Went. Yeah. But so I won. I won my second buckle before I got my first one. So then I was hooked. Then yeah, I was like, double well, buckles. I'm winning now. I think I, I won three rodeos before I won a buckle. Oh really? In junior bull riding, yeah. Good mm-hmm. times. Uh, anyways, high school rodeo. I think my changing hands one is probably one of the best. Stories. That's a good one. That's a good story. And I probably because he rode because he rode good and left-handed. I remember getting pretty banged up with Skylar McBride at the Silver State Finals too. We had some pretty large times with that thing. We we're getting drunk and passing out in a tent somewhere, and like I was camping in my tent. I think that was where Clayton told me I had to clean my act up a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> and then we went to the drag the next day and got my jeans all. Cleaned up, my shirts ironed, and then I. You're a brand new man the next day. Then I was, I was in better shape. Love uh, it. I don't know. I don't know any other high school rodeo stories right now. I can't even think about it. I remember getting some, on some pretty some, ranked bulls at Farmington at the high school finals, getting pretty banged up there. There's some, there's some good bulls over the years. A guy I got to see. Mm-hmm. Well, in Saskatchewan, anyways. I don't know. I just, high, I, I, high school. I just loved it though. It was just so much fun. fun man. All those and having everybody look after us on the way, and you know, I remember breaking my collarbone at the at St. Paul one time and Cheyenne Kenzie, who's now married to Eric DeBlanco. They just had their first kid. Congrats. And then Mr. August, Eric DeBlanco goes out and wins Strathmore. But, but anyways, Cheyenne, I traveled with Cheyenne and her mom quite a bit. We, we were good friends. And, uh, 
and they like somehow I went and met up with them or maybe I stayed with them or like, I don't know what it was, but, uh, but they looked after me all weekend and <laughs> I said the pain wasn't very bad, but that's my collarbone. Literally. That's like stuck protruding out of your, yeah. yeah. Like that's from that weekend. Yeah. No, that was fun, man. It got snapped off and they like gave me T3s cause the, the doctor only gave me Advil for a snapped off collarbone. That was rodeo fan. The rodeo fam had you quite the time, but yeah, I don't know what else ways I'm, I better just roll on here. Yeah, we went to the next one. Ones. I like them. Man, Rockland High School Rodeo. That was a all the high, even yeah. Big Beaver. I remember Big Beaver High School Rodeo one time. My brother was back when my brother was riding bulls, and I think it was me, Jared Parsonage, Logan Cadlick, uh, Tim Lipset, Cody Floyd, and my brother were the was only Tanner six bull riders. Too? No, he was banned from High School Rodeo that year. <laughs> Why? <laughs> him, him you, and, him and Dakota. Bang, he probably got no, Yeah, him and Dakota Peterson got caught drinking, and then they got banned. So. Oh really? I might have yeah. been there at the Canadian high school finals that year. That was- uh, I think I remember it was that Meadow Lake High School Rodeo. They got one of the parents caught them in their hotel room being bad. So there's no Tanner, but so there's <laughs> there's the five of us and my brother. So like like Tim, Jared, Cody, uh, all went on to like make the CFR. I won the CCA. Caddy's a multiple time CCA bull bull rider. Braden, yeah. Braden is my brother, <laughs> and he ended up beating all of us that weekend. He's really? the only one to ride two bulls. He beat us all. Won oh, the yeah. buckle, and he still holds that over our heads. Oh, that's for, the, for the rest of the time it was pretty funny that was a big beaver the big beaver high school rodeo oh that's pretty good yeah i don't remember, Braden, Braden remember it was, a couple it was mostly uh like ty Patton and i were went at the same time a lot in, in the alberta high school and then bo brooks went to the national finals i think the same year mm-hmm. and then kevin pivert was the other guy the four of us went to the national finals that that uh last year when i turned 18 remember that was that was the year so yeah, Ty and Bo made the CFR, and Pivot and I didn't really amount to be much, but you know we were there. You guys rode some bulls. Stayed on a few. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. love high school rodeo. Love the scholarship aspect of it. Love the the you know the scholastic side to to keep focus on our studies and and get somewhere that way. So mm-hmm. love high school rodeo. Congratulations to Kendall. It's a huge huge accomplishment. Something will go down in history for for her. Um, yeah, thanks for Kendall for being on the show. Wacy, thank you. Thanks to our sponsors, Ranch Water and, uh, and we got to, we got two things to talk about before we shut shut it down though the River Rodeo. Oh, we have a couple things I forgot all about this. Yes, yeah, sign up for the River Rodeo. Yeah, check it out cowboyshit.ca. Uh, August twenty second. No, it's the sixteenth, man. It's the it's Sunday. It's the fifteenth. Oh, it is. Okay. Yeah. Cool. I had it <laughs> August fifteenth, Sunday, twelve p.m. The vote in the elbow. Uh, bring your best. That's good vote. to know. Yeah. Yeah. It's this <laughs> Sunday actually. Perfect. Uh, Check it out. Check it out in the link in our bio on the gram. Uh, we've got some big announcements on the way. Also, we can't really release them yet, but we're getting close. We've got some new cowboy shit in the works. We're just going to put in the, the first few orders here in the next week or two. Get this stuff on the go. Um, PBR Canada is returning in, uh, on August 27th and 8th in Lethbridge, Alberta. The NMAX Centrium, the Canadian Cup Series is back. And then we're going to go into... September, we've got Bull Boston with Cody Snyder, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, the 7th, 8th, and 9th of September, right after Labor Day. Um, yeah, man, things are back. We're, uh, things we're are back. back at her. Check out pbrcanada.com for the full schedule. And uh, Don't forget to check oh, us out on the social, man, me- the social medias. One more thing. i got to get the full details here quick, but we've got the, uh, the sports medicine golf tournament coming up too in September. Oh, September. Yeah, it's a big deal. September, we're whole sponsors uh, for that. Yeah, we are. Um, nice. Tell me about this tournament 
here for a while. Tell the tournament about your experience. Your oh family. man, the the Canadian Pro Rodeo Sports Medicine Cowboy Classic. It's a fundraiser for both the Ty Pozbon Foundation and the sports medicine team themselves. It's it's one of the funnest days of the year. It's a blast. It's a four man shotgun scramble at the Valley Ridge Golf Club where Ted and I are both members. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's a it's a heck of a day. We last year. I don't think we fared too well in the game, but we had a heck of a time. We all were still great friends at the end of it. So I think that I've mostly placed last. Yeah. That thing so far. But Hey, we, we, we had a good squad. We've been golfing. So oh, yeah. maybe we can do some work Tons here. Of fun. Tons of fun. So yeah. coming up, uh, coming up soon here. It's, it's like September 14th. I think it's a Thursday. Yeah. But make sure you get yourself registered. It's coming up. Uh, Check out the Cow- the Pro Resource Medicine team on on their social media channels, and they have all the information that's needed to be found. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Don't forget to get your ranch water. Don't forget to get your Manscaped promo code Huge Bush twenty percent off free worldwide shipping. Yeah, check it out. Follow us. Follow us on social medias. Mm-hmm. Follow, we're on the TikTok now, and we're taking it over. Yeah, Wacy's been doing some work <clears throat> on the talk. So come come follow us. It's there's some good comedy. I think, Appreciate anyways. It. Okay. Okay, we better wrap right it up. On. That's wrap it up. Yep. Okay, thanks, thanks for listening. Buddy. This is Cowboy Shit. It was 97. We'll be back. Uh, I'll catch up next time. All right, appreciate it. Bye.